Welcome to Frank Shelton's podcast on life, leadership, and our Lord. Frank is an author, evangelist, and one of the most sought-after speakers in America. Frank is married to his sweetheart, Ruth, and they have two children and live near Washington, D.C. After working two decades on Capitol Hill, he left by faith to preach the gospel. He served five years on staff with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and he was a chaplain at three Summer Olympics. Today, Frank has preached on five continents and addressed audiences at stadiums over 120,000 in attendance. His TV ministry, By Faith with Frank Shelton, airs weekly to over 150 million homes worldwide. And today, he's thrilled to speak to you. Enjoy today's message by our host, Frank Shelton. Hey, my friends, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. It is a beautiful day in the nation's capital, and I got three words for you. God loves you. We got an exciting weekend planned. Lord willing, tomorrow I'm going to be at the first state in Delaware tag-teaming with my dear friend, the eight-time world wrestling champ, Nikita Koloff, the Russian Nightmare. We're going to be at Bethel Tabernacle with my dear friends, Pastor Dennis and Kathy Mildner in Frankfort, Delaware. And I've been told that the men's steak dinner tomorrow night is filled to capacity. Praise God, it's sold out. And I love it when folks get excited about Jesus. On a Friday night, it's packed. Praise the Lord. Nikita, out of 800 people, auditioned to be Ivan Drago in Rocky IV. He actually climbed in the ring with Sylvester Stallone himself for a screen test, and out of 800, he came in second place and went to Dolph Lundgren. The rest is history, but to think my friend almost was Ivan Drago is wild. But I love Nikita because he lives for the Lord. He's now an ordained minister, and uh, it's going to be wild this weekend, and we're going to stay over to Sunday, and uh, we will be at Bethard Tabernacle, and Nikita's actually going to preach Sunday. This Monday is Martin Luther King's holiday, and uh, you know, we tend to forget the nightmares, but we pause and remember those who dare to dream. I realize that dreams still come true. Meadowlark Lemon, the great Harlem Globetrotter, was one of my best friends, known around the world by his first name, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Meadowlark and I were in Washington at an event together. The day before, his wife called me and said, Frank, I can't be in town. I want you to be with my husband all day. And I'm riding in the limousine with Meadowlark Lemon, just the two of us. We were at the U.S. Capitol. That night, he did an event at American University. Um, we went out to lunch at Old Ebbet Grill, one of my favorite restaurants in Washington. I'll never forget it. I'm in the limo with Lark. At a red light, look to my right, and the presidential motorcade is crossing us on Pennsylvania Avenue. And I thought only God could put me here. After lunch, we get back in the car, and Meadowlark said to me, Frank, I think the Martin Luther King Memorial was just built, correct? And I said, yes, sir. And I said, it's right around here. We jump out of the limo, and one of my favorite pictures on the planet is Meadowlark Lemon and me at the base of Dr. King both of those men were giants, and uh, I believe there's a dream deep inside of you. And my heart, uh, the moment we stop daring to dream and do what the dream was is the moment we start to die. You know what? Dr. King died prematurely, but it is better to die prematurely for speaking truth than live long living a lie. 
that will preach. Speaking of dreams, one of my favorite poems is from the great Andre Crouch. I dream many a dreams that never came true, only to see them vanish at dawn. But enough of my dreams have come true to make me keep dreaming on. I've trusted many friends that failed me and left me to weep all alone. But enough of my friends had remained so true to make me keep trusting on. I've sown many seeds that fell by the wayside only for the birds to feed upon. But I've held enough golden sheaves in my hand to make me keep sowing on. And I've drained the cup of disappointment and pain, and I've traveled many a day without a song. But I've sipped enough nectar from the roses of life to make me want to live on. Therefore, I'm thankful for my mountains. I'm thankful for my valleys. I'm thankful for the storms God brought me through. For if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them, and I wouldn't know what faith in God could do. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I had the privilege to preach in the Bahamas with Andre Crouch. He's now with the Lord, but he is was a living legend. Speaking of Dr. King, a couple years ago, I had the honor with my good friend, Dr. Matthew Dunaway. We had a chance to have a private lunch for two hours with Dr. Alveda King, the niece of Martin Luther King. She is a legend, and I'll take to the grave those moments spending with her. It's been said who you hang out with is what you become. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I'm excited February 1st, Lord willing, our new ministry app is going to be available. It's not only going to have podcast and television and the preaching from across the country, it's going to have a Bible, an entire Bible, daily verses every day. You can track our calendar and Lord willing, February 1, it will be available. I'd love for you to get it. Um, speaking of this, I'm already booked in nine countries in 2024, if the Lord tarries, because the king could come tonight. Some of you know I used to work for the governor of Maryland. I saw my former boss do all 23 counties of Maryland trying to either get elected or stay elected. When I used to work for the United States Senate, or if you're running at the federal level or state level, you will hit all 23 counties to try to get elected. And I used to be a full-time driver for my congressman. I was also a special assistant. I was a speechwriter, but I was his driver. And in a world of show horses, he was a workhorse to his credit. He was the first one in, the last one to leave. It was nothing to put 12, 14, 15-hour days every single day. There's a reason why some of these folks get to the top because laziness is not in their vocabulary. We can learn from everybody. But the Lord told me, despite my crazy schedule, with the hope of the Holy Spirit, I felt like the Lord said, we're going to hit all 23 counties in 24. Despite all my preaching schedule, I'd love to be a blessing wherever you live, but particularly Maryland. We're going to lift up Jesus in every county. The scripture verse is Ephesians 5.14. Awake from your sleep, arise from the dead. Christ is the light. Redeem the time because the days are evil. We're waiving a speaker bro fee. There's no mileage. There's no hotel. There's no airfare. I'm coming for a free will offering. The only cost is not giving God a chance. You say, well, Frank, we tend to book out our schedule at church six months in advance. I get that. Let me give you a thought. My dear friend, Randy Hogue, used to travel with the great late Dr. Leonard Ravenhill, one of the greatest preachers of our time. And they were in a hotel one time, and he literally saw him call First Baptist Atlanta, and Ravenhill called Dr. Charles Stanley. 
first of all, got him on the phone. Second of all, didn't say doctor, didn't say pastor, not disrespectful, but Ravenhill called Stanley by his first name. Charles, the Lord told me that Atlanta is ripe for revival. Clear your calendar. I'm on my way. Now, to Charles Stanley's credit, he was humble, cleared the calendar, and made space for God to move with God's man. And Leonard Ravenhill, they shook Atlanta for God's glory. Hundreds and hundreds were born again. And they started a homeless outreach and a soup kitchen that has touched thousands, and it is still active and flourishing today. And I know we're busy, but we are in unique times. If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. Pastor, in humility, I'm not calling you by your first name, but in love, there's no church too big, too small. One night I spoke to 7,000, the next night at a church running 35. The first event's going to be Prince George's County, Maryland, February 1st, Brandywine Bible Church where I got baptized in 1982. We're going back to the beginning, and uh, we're trusting God to fill all 23 counties. Go to frankshelton.com. I want to give a quick shout-out to some of our partners, Todd Mead in Charlotte, North Carolina, my dear friend from high school, Eileen Rose, and Joe Detremont from Lennox Laser. Thank you. Our television ministry to the glory of God is expanding. If you go to frankshelton.com and click TV listings, you can see it. We're now in front of 327 million homes every week on four continents, all 50 states, but we're getting ready to sign a contract by faith to get another 7 million homes in the market of Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Charlotte, and DC. I'm gonna come right after Tuesday at 3 p.m., right after James and Betty Robinson on Life Today, and one o'clock on Sundays, right after Morning Star Ministry with Pastor Chris Reed. If you would like to help us, reach more people for Christ. We're tax deductible. Go to frankshelton.com. want to give you a quick thought about Paris, France. Lord willing, I'll be going back for my fourth Olympiad as a chaplain. Just spoke to a chaplain with Team USA yesterday. He called me. He said for nine days in Paris, it's $5,000 to stay in a hotel. What should be about $150 a night is now $600 a night. It's ridiculous. They're jacking up the prices. And we do not get paid to minister to some of the greatest athletes in the world. While they're going for gold, I'm going for God. And if you would like to help us, please go to the website today. Right after my remarks, nine-time gold medalist Carl Lewis gives us a shout-out, and he's encouraging all of you to get behind the great work because souls are in the balance. I want to share with you about three R's today. Nikita told me one time in North Carolina the three R's are religion, racing and wrestling. Can I get an amen? But no, today I'm going to talk to you about rejoice, respect, and revival. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 15, rejoice with them who rejoice and weep with those who weep. You know, it has been said, um, I remember one time I had Elvis Presley's stepbrother in my car I brought him to a revival in Southern Maryland, and I was dropping him off at Reagan. He looked at me, and he said, Frank, do you know the number one thing most people won't forgive you for? And I'm going down the laundry list of thinking terrible things or, you know, less than a perfect past or, you know, was it this? No. Was it that? No. Was it that? Heavens, no. Elvis Presley's stepbrother said, if you're more anointed, gifted, or more successful than others, most people 
will hold it against you. Wow. And I said, well, so Elvis was known around the world by his first name. A billion knew him by his first name. Did Elvis have critics? And he laughed. He said he had a lot of critics. I said, well, how did he handle it? He said, quote, Elvis believed there was never a statue erected to a critic, only someone who created and did something. I want to encourage you today when you see someone else succeed, give them a compliment. If you see a colleague get promoted, give them a high five. If you're a pastor and you see a local church on Facebook had a record Sunday, be the first on Facebook to say, praise the Lord. We are not competition. We are colleagues. And I'm telling you, some of us think the other group is the Antichrist. No, our two competition is Satan and time is ticking and we're almost out of time. Not only rejoice quickly, respect, respect. Aretha Franklin sang it, and Rodney Dangerfield couldn't find it. No respect. I learned long ago who you respect is who you attract. My dear friend Noah Gibson, I had the honor to preach the keynote graduation for Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's River Bible Institute in Tampa, Florida. Over 2,000 people were there. It was epic. You can find that video on our website, God Moved. And he said, Frank, that was one of the greatest sermons I've ever heard. Pastor Rodney said out of 25 years with all the keynotes, he said it was in the top two to the glory of God. But there was a graduate, Noah Gibson, an African-American, came up. We took a picture together. He said, Brother Frank, that was awesome. And uh, we have stayed in touch. Him and his wife now got a powerful ministry. God has relocated him from Tampa to New Hampshire. Talk to him today on the way to the studio and uh, we are doing some events together. I'm doing a little bit of mentoring, and our ministry was able to just bless him recently. See, who you respect is who you attract. See, respect will open doors. Disrespect will shut them in your face. Not only rejoice, respect, I'm going to land the plane with this, revival. Revival. Um, if we've ever needed revival, it's now. I mentioned last week, I dedicated last week's show to my dear friend, Dr. Junior Hill, former vice president of the Southern Baptist Convention, one of the greatest evangelists. God used him to touch millions. And um, we just planted a tree in Georgia in his honor. And, uh, you know, Junior had deep roots and he branched out and touched a lot of people. And I want to talk to you real quick. He said, if we've ever needed revival, it's now. And then the second thing he said, he said, never has the church needed the evangelist more and sadly utilizing him less. I want to tell you, I have a Bible. I'm willing to travel. The reason we're doing Maryland is not because I'm bored. It's not because I'm lazy. It's because the Lord also reminded me to bloom where you're planted. Give back, compliment the local church, lift up the hands of the clergy and we want to see saints revived, lives restored, and souls saved. I want to give you one thought about respect. I was at the Baltimore Convention Center. Gosh, it was 1998, so that was 25 years ago. I took my youth group. I had 30 kids, two 15-passenger vans. We're about three rows from the back. And in front of nine, 10,000, this six-foot-seven guy comes out named Sam Glenn. And I remember meeting a youth pastor next to me, and I was asking him how he was doing, and he was doing good. Well, Sam brought the house down. The newsboys opened up that day, and uh, 
this guy just blew my mind. He touched me so much. I'm in the back. I wanted to go all the way forward to just respect, shake his hand as if I was giving my life to Christ and said, man, I want to do what you do. And I get in the car and I told the 215 passenger vans, Sam Glenn, God just spoke to my heart. I'm going to bring him to do a youth rally at my church, Dunkirk Baptist in Maryland. And I thought these kids would go nuts because he just had 9,000 in the palm of his hand. And I remember asking the guy next to me afterwards, I said, what did you think about that? If looks could kill, he murdered me. He couldn't compliment him to save his life. He goes, well, uh, he's squirming in his seat like a snake. I guess he was okay. I mean, the guy just brought the house down with the anointing of God. I told my youth group, I said, I want Sam to come speak. And they said, Frank, he just spoke to 10,000. He ain't going to come speak to our little group. Oh, ye of little faith. They almost talked me out of my assignment. See, not everyone will see your vision. And don't let friends or critics hold you back. Well, I called Chicago, and he didn't come one year. He came two years in a row. God used him in a powerful way. Then we became friends. Then he said, I want you to write a book with me. We ended up writing five books together. Then he said, Frank, I want you to be the vice president of the National Christian Youth Speakers Network. Miss Missouri, Miss Colorado were two females, and I'm linked with him. Then he had me speak two nights in a row to 7,000 with Rebecca St. James. One night he had me speak to 3,000 with the David Crowder Band. He ends up getting married. I officiate the wedding. He became best man and mine. I would have missed it all if I didn't show respect. And all these years later, he went on to speak one time at the Pontiac Silverdome to 80,000. But I'm telling you, respect will take you down the road, but disrespect will leave you parked, stuck in reverse. Who can you respect? Rejoice with others, and we need revival. Go to frankshelton.com. God bless you and go with God. Hey everyone, this is Carl Lewis. Guess what? Paris 2024 is coming and it's another time for all the chaplains to go to the Olympics. You know, this has been a special thing for us to go to the Olympic Games and I can't believe it's been so many years. 40 years since we went to the 2024 Olympic Games the first time with Sam and Sharon and all of the chaplains and all of the people that have gone and the volunteers that have made those trips to all those games. It's just been absolutely incredible. So that's exciting for me to be able to go back to a special games where it's the 100th year after Paris. So Frank and all of you, let's just be inspired. Let's go share the word and let's just feel like we can touch more people in his lives. The thousands and thousands and thousands of lives that Lady Witness of Christ has talked to have just been absolutely incredible. And just being able to have a chance to do it again will just be so special. So I look forward to seeing all of you in Paris because I will be there and you will be there and we'll share again for the umpteenth time and hit so many more people. Thanks again. See you in Paris. So we just got home last night to Northern California. We were met with ash and smoke and it's kind of gross right now. But the highlight for me was opening all of the packages and the letters and the cards that people had sent me, not just for my birthday, but for our ministry. We opened them all, they're amazing. But this one stole the show. This was an award made specifically for me. Thank you so much for bringing praise in the midst of protest and revival in the face of riots. You're a world changer. Jesus over Antifa. <laughs> it actually says that on there. That's amazing. I'm going to keep this for my children's children's children. Thank you, guys.
If we were to follow the footsteps of an ordinary man who had one day been dramatically changed by an extraordinary God, would we believe those steps would journey from the rolling fields of North Carolina to the steps of the White House and beyond? I just felt God was speaking to me, and He said, I want to use you. And I said, Lord, I'll go where you want me to go, and I'll be what you want me to be. I'm yours. Christ belongs to all people. He belongs to the whole world. His gospel is for everyone, whoever you are. He's one of the great evangelists of our nation's history. His crusades are legendary. The size of his crowds were magnificent throughout the years uh, because of uh, the message and because of the messenger. That's the beauty and the greatness and the thrill of God's love. The kind of person that a person in my position wants to know. While preaching to millions around the world, Billy Graham found himself being called upon many times as God's ambassador to world leaders. The ministry of Billy Graham as friend and counselor to U.S. presidents remains to this day unprecedented. In 1950, Billy was asked to visit the White House for the first time to meet with then-President Harry S. Truman. Soon after, every U.S. president since World War II found occasion and reason to call on the advice and friendship of Billy Graham. We need to pray for our president and for those in authority, as the scriptures have told us, he faces tremendous responsibilities. Lyndon Johnson wrote in a personal letter to Billy Graham, my mind went back to those lonely occasions at the White House when your friendship helped to sustain a president in an hour of trial. No one will ever know how you helped to lighten my load or how much warmth you brought into our house. But I know. The reason world leaders have sought his advice is precisely because he doesn't try to tell them what they should do tomorrow, but he does try to show them a way of thinking about the problem that adds a new dimension to their thinking. Throughout the world, governmental leaders have been asking the tough spiritual questions of Billy Graham, looking for answers. His ministry as an evangelist bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ has worked to shape the destiny of nations. At the end of these meetings with these communist officials, they would be sitting there in stone silence listening to every word that my father said. And when my father finished speaking, they would say, oh, but Dr. Graham, we have also wondered if there was a God. Talk to us more about how we can know God. So I think he was one of the forces that kept the window open to the human spirit during these oppressive years. Eight years ago, uh, one of the Lord's great ambassadors, the Reverend Billy Graham, went to Eastern Europe and the Soviet Union, and upon returning spoke of a movement there toward more religious freedom. And perhaps he saw it before many of us, because it takes a man of God to sense the early movement of the hand of God. And the same thing with these Chinese leaders that we saw in Russia. They would begin to ask my father spiritual questions. These are the kind of questions that were asked by top Chinese officials and Chinese leaders. Reverend William Billy Graham's untiring evangelism has spread the word of God to every corner of the globe.
and made him one of the most inspirational spiritual leaders of the 20th century. I think it's through him that I found myself praying even more than a daily basis to give me the wisdom to make decisions that would serve God and be pleasing to him. Billy Graham, the man, the preacher, the humble farmer's son who helped change the world is a spiritual gift to all of us. Who is this unique person that comes across the pages of history? Who is this Jesus Christ? He's had many opportunities over the years to do other things that he turned down because God had called him to a higher calling. And that was to be an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ and to take the gospel to literally the ends of the earth. If you would like to bring Frank to your next event or outreach, visit www.frankshelton.com.